Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, what is going on, people? Good to have you on board. We are live. Figured this edition had to be as such, so away we go. On Twitter and YouTube, the Unfiltered Revolution. You know that sound. It is the Unfiltered Band, which means, yes, another episode of Unfiltered. This one live officially. Go down as episode number 202. The Mets do what I say is the right thing, and a lot of people are going to disagree with that. We'll get into it, and they deal Max Scherzer and now Justin Verlander in just a handful of days. That soon, that quick, from all the dramatics, and thank you, Unfiltered Band, and all of the love and all of the excitement for Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer and meet the Mets and 101 wins a year ago. And oh my, it was going to be such a glorious year in 2023. No mas. You can jump on board the Unfiltered Revolution at all times. Get all 201 now, 202 episodes deep. All the conversations, the rants, and then some. Twitter at Casey Stern. Jump into the bio. Get on the YouTube channel. And as always, we are presented by our good friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs. Latest odds, lines, and matchup reports, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online your latest and fastest and easiest way to get all your wagers, live betting, favorite casino and card games available right now, right from your phone. Head over to the website today. Use your mobile device to sign up and get in on the action. Remember, use the promo code BELIEVE. It's B-L-E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. It's Bet Online. Where the game starts as I get started here, and you could jump in. I'll try and if you want to get into the comments and the questions, and you want to get into uh, the replies, I'll read those on Twitter. Tony D three nine four two. What kind of parade were the Mets going to be having? That referencing to somebody who had tweeted me, and uh, I'll give Pat Padula at Dingo fourteen fourteen some love. Parades are cool, but buying prospects is cooler. Signed, Steve Cohen. Uh, this is a weird spot to be in if you're a Met fan, but only weird because of what's gone on and transpired for the last couple of years. Only weird because in the new regime and with this new ownership, the prevailing thought was that we have changed and we have moved on. But to me, this actually signifies more so that it's not the old Mets than that it is, that it is still that so Mets. Well, why? Because the old Mets would have sat there and they would have lied to you. And if they would have hung on to Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer, they would have been lying to you about 2024. Because the reality that a Met fan does not want to understand or hear, and you can go back an episode where I said before they traded either of these two guys that they should dismantle, and they ended up doing exactly that. One of the things that I do admire about Steve Cohen and why you go back to his presser a month ago, right, when he had that, that big sit-down, when he was at City Field, and everybody thought he was going to throw tables and freak out. And I thought that what he did was the right thing. He was rational. He looked like a businessman who was not going to be impulsive, who was going to try and be introspective about what's gone on, not only with himself as the owner, with his regime, from the front office and Billy Epler, down to Buck Walter, into the players and the personnel and their performance, and was going to assess what was going to happen at the deadline and then the next four or five weeks, whatever it was at that time. And that, to me, was the right way to handle it. And what he's doing now is the right way. Because I ask you, and feel free to tweet me and let me know or jump in on the YouTube comments, I would love to know what Met fan thinks that this team was going to go and win at a high level in 2024. 
I have seen so many people who cover this team, so many people who root for this team. Oh, well, you can't trade Justin Verlander because, my God, if you trade Justin Verlander, you're punting 2024. I'm sorry. So instead of punting, they would have gone for it on fourth and 18 and thrown a screen pass. What was going to happen in 2024, in your opinion? Are they going to sign Shohei Otani? You tell me what you're going to do. Is Obi-Wan Kenobi going to come in and tell him these are not the teams you're looking for? The Dodgers, the Giants, the Padres, the Mariners, the Cubs, the Yankees, in no order, whoever it might be. Oh, please, come on down to the Mets, who at least would have then only traded Max, only had a decrepit season, had literally a team that we have no idea is their depth of pitching at all in this franchise. Cause look when they've plucked and what has happened, as I've said for now months on end that the Edwin Diaz injury is allowed to hurt you. It can't cripple you. It crippled you because of the lack of depth that you have in your system. Where are you in the lineup? How is it deep enough? Why are you needing to play Daniel Vogelbach as much as you have had to do so? And you could get in there and you can get on Jet McNeil, get on Starling Marte, not good, then not healthy. You can get on whatever you want. Brett Beatty, who Met fans want to get on me, sorry, I give it to you real. And I tell you that, yeah, Francisco Alvarez is real. I think Ronnie Mauricio got a chance to be real. Brett Beatty, Brett Beatty may be a real option of some sort. He's not an impact guy in your franchise. He's just not going to be. Mark Vientos, just not going to be. You don't like me, throw tomatoes at the screen, go up and go sit there and go talk to yes men or women or people that you are friends with in this fan base or however or whoever. I really don't care, but they're just not that good. Sorry. But Lisa Angel Acuna has got a chance to be, and Drew Gilbert's got a chance to be. Now, they got a lot of work to do. But if you can get anybody to take any of this bad money, regardless of what you had to eat, A, that's a plus. Number two or B, if we stay in letters instead of numbers. Steve Cohen's got all this money. We always say, put your money where your mouth is, right? Normally, that means go out and get big free agents. Go out and, and, and go pay for rentals at deadlines where you buy. And you say, I don't care that I'm taking a contract in because I want to get better. Well, here, Steve Cohen put his money where his mouth is because he basically bought you portions and pieces in a system that is not a system currently. He gave you more pieces to work with. Now, still probably not done as I do this and the deadline still got, what, two and a half hours to go. Tommy Pham, Will Brooks Raley, and who knows while you're watching this, maybe even they've gone. I'm not checking as I do it here live. But when you've got that money and you're Steve Cohen, you have to have it for a reason. This is a guy who has not gifted it. He made it. He made it through business. He made it through failures. He made it through mistakes. He made it through successes. He made it through learning. And you know what he probably learned along the way that anyone who has had any success in business has learned, no matter what you do for a living or where you are right now watching or listening, you know what they've done? They've understand when to cut bait. When it doesn't matter how deep into a project you are, if the project is like in the money pit where they're telling you the house is going to be fixed in two weeks, every two weeks for another two weeks, and then two weeks later, and two weeks after that, with two weeks more notice, you don't wait those extra two weeks. You cut bait. And Steve Cohen looked at this team 
He looked at a situation with David Stearns or whoever's going to come in here and be the head of baseball operations. He looked at a situation where we don't even know what's going to happen with, you know, Pete Alonso got a year left and some of these other guys who don't seem like part of the problem or the solution. They're just kind of hanging in the muffin tops. Got solution guys who are kids who still aren't ready like Mauricio, others who are just starting to get going in their careers like Alvarez. And he looked at this thing and he saw the Atlanta Braves and he saw where you are in the National League and he saw the writing on the wall that your team just isn't that good. And I'm sorry for Met fans who don't want to understand that, but your team just isn't that good. This is not a scenario of you had every injury known to mankind, yet everything go wrong. Everybody slipped on banana peels. Oh my God, that's so Mets. But we'll get back in spring training. We'll make a tweak or two. We'll take a run and fail at Otani. But as long as we got Verlander and Senga and Quintana and Diaz getting back healthy, oh baby, here come 100 victories. Because if you were thinking that, I got a plot of land to sell you, and I'll go call Pacino's character Ricky Roma from Glen Glary, Glen Ross to go do it. Because this team in 2024 wasn't going anywhere. Now, they may have stamped that it goes nowhere, but at least they're being honest with you. At least they're being honest with me. And most importantly, at least they are being honest with themselves. This ship is broken. <clears throat> it needs to be fixed. And to fix it, they had to do drastic things. Max Scherzer did some good things for the franchise in year one. Obviously, outside of injuries, and you want to lump that into the performance against the Padres and the Braves, combine the last three, four weeks of last season, you can. We know what happened this year. We know what the culture things were good. We know the event had kind of what I would call that Pedro-like feel every five days when he's out there on the mound. And it kind of brought something a little bit different that even DeGrom didn't have in terms of that. And all that with New York and everything that he brought to the table and being like Brian Urlacher or Mike Singletary, you know, more like a linebacker attitude when he's sitting there in a dugout in between innings and I loved all of that and I wish him the best but he had to go Justin Verlander for all the things he didn't do earlier in the year and all the injuries and all the things with the money and the contract and what the team didn't do walks out with a 3-1-5 ERA pitch well as of late well enough to get you the top prospect in the Astros system and by the way that system and that team has been in six consecutive LCSs with two World Series it's not a top prospect for some, you know, dumpster fire. It's a top prospect in the Astros system. That's a good place to go shopping, people. But when you sit there and you look at where this team was, if you think that it is a mistake that they traded Justin Verlander and they traded Max Scherzer or just Verlander because you think it means 2024 is not going to be exciting – would it be more exciting for them to lie to you, tell you about all the money they're going to throw at Otani that he's not going to take anyway, and then have you be disappointed because you would have been disappointed? This is the right thing to do. It's the unmet-like thing to do, to not placate the media, to not placate the franchise's fan base that has been dying and starving for so long, but to do the right thing the tough thing and do what businessmen and women who do succeed are able to do. And that's make the difficult decision. That is what they did with these moves. That is what they did bringing in Acuna and paying for it. That is what they did bringing in Gilbert and Ryan Clifford and paying for it. That is what the Mets have done. You know, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer got paid a lot of money. 
The Mets had a lot of high hopes and a lot of dreams on two guys whose average age was 40 years old. And guess what? It shouldn't be a shock to anyone that this was going to happen. The way it's happened, certainly. Diaz's injury on the way down in terms of the end of the WBC and the domino effect that seemed to have plagued this team the whole year, I understand. But if you're a Met fan and you thought that this team was somehow going to be good in 2024, I would love to know what's in that pipe you're smoking. Because if you want to win a World Series, and everybody talks about, well, Steve Cohen, who's going who's gonna to come to this team anymore? Yeah, Steve Cohen lied. He lied to all of us. Steve Cohen, he lied to all of us. He said... He said we'd win a World Series in three to four years. First of all, what guy that runs a business, and maybe he shouldn't have said it, wouldn't have wanted that to be the game plan. And if the game plan is not to win it all, what the hell are you doing getting a franchise and paying all that money, especially when you're a fan of the team? I ask you, what did you want him to say? Well, I hope we win in the next 10 years. Would you have taken that instead? It is so deplorably dumb for people like you, and I'm sure many of you who are sitting there listening or watching, who have gone back to over and over again, this stupid thing he said about winning in three to five years. What the hell do you expect him to say? It's like when I went for spring training for years and I go to some crappy team and the third baseman would sit there and tell me, I think we're going to surprise some people. And you're like, what, what drugs are you on? Not literally, right? But what are you supposed to say when a guy is a free agent and he signs and he says, I've always dreaming of playing here and not when it's a Yankee in pinstripes, but they're in like Detroit or somewhere. Sorry. And you're like, really? You always dream. What are you going to say? These are the things you do. So what he did was he came and he said, we're going to win in three to five years. So he lied to you. What do you think? He didn't try to win. The guy spent a zillion dollars of his own money to do every damn thing he could possibly do to try and help you win. He's not managing the team. He's not playing for the team. And sometimes it doesn't go well. But a smart businessman understands, or women, obviously. Then you have to go ahead and you got to realize, I got to cut my losses. And that's what they did. And that's the right thing to do. And they did the right thing. Now, what these prospects at Acuna and Gilbert and Clifford and others turn out to be, I have no idea. Will a lot of you and will a lot of us, whether you're in the media or a fan, Based what we think about these trades, based on what these players and prospects end up doing, you might as well. But it is perception over reality, people. And I'm the guy who said prospects are cool, parades are cooler. I believe in going for it. I believe in what the Rangers are trying to do. I believe in what the Astros did here. But I also believe in reality. This doesn't mean the Washington Nationals try and go for it. And I'm not saying you're that bad, but in case you haven't noticed, you've been closer in the standings to the team in D.C. than the team where I live in Atlanta for most of the season. Wake up. Have a reality check. Grab a cup of coffee or an energy drink and wake the hell up because your team's not that good. And you weren't winning a World Series. Now, if Verlander came back and was healthy and with age next year, pitched like he's pitching now, and Senga continued to pitch well. Quintana gave you what you thought he could give you. Diaz was healthy at the back end. Forget Otani, that's not happening, but they picked up a guy or two. Could the team have been in some wild card race next year? Yeah, they could have. Did they have a chance to be better than Atlanta next year? None. 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 Absolutely no chance. To be honest with you, the current roster, even with Otani, they wouldn't have been better than Atlanta in 2024. 
And if you are really trying to be honest about what you came in to do when you got this team and said, I want to bring this team a World Series, and you're really trying to be honest about what is in the landscape against you, your competitors, like in the world of finance, this time in the world of baseball, this time in the National League, then you are judging and assessing along the way. You're being honest with yourself, and you're cutting your losses because you can't beat Atlanta right now. You couldn't do it last year when everything in the world went right. And you couldn't do it certainly this year when everything went wrong. And I got news for you. you hit the one in the middle and you're two games out of a wild card spot. You're not sitting there fighting for the division anyway in 2024. So say what you want. Say what makes you feel better. Say you're never going to be a fan again of the team or whatever else. Is it going to be easy in 2024? It may not be. It may be worse than we even think. And Otani's not coming. So don't get your hopes up for that either. But when the Mets sat there a week ago, they had two choices. Choice one, be the Mets. Care about what your fan base is thinking and what you don't want to admit to yourself or don't want to admit publicly, which is everything the Wilpons would have done, and go ahead and do that and kind of sit there and you know maybe sell off David Robertson, not much else, and say, eh, we're going to kind of give it a shot. You want to lie to your fan base like the Padres perhaps are doing? Go ahead and do that. That is your choice. But that is what would have been the easy thing to do. Then Met fans would have said, well, we still got a shot in 2024. Let's see if we can get some meaningful September games and make a run. Let's win 12 out of 14. But what they did was the harder thing. They said, we suck. Right now, this team sucks. It's not good enough. We don't have the right leadership in the room. We got termites, termites, as I've said in the roster. We got to figure out what's what. We need a new man at the helm to help do that, which will come in the offseason. And we want to give him some financial ability, even with all the bags of money I got, with this roster to at least have choices to make. And that, of those two choices, was the right way to go. So, no, it's not a great year. No, it's not fun to see them go. No, it's not going to be exciting for a Met fan to see Scherzer against Verlander in some playoff game or in some big series down the stretch between the Battle of Texas with the Rangers and the Astros. But you're going to get to see some kids play down the stretch. You're probably going to get to see some kids you didn't expect to, whether Mauricio or others, get a chance and get a look. And you have at least an opportunity to believe there is a direction. It may say in the GPS that you're 17 miles away when you want to be seven. But at least they got the GPS damn thing on. Unfiltered as always, brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.